ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. New research has found that eating too much processed food is linked with at least 30 physical and mental health problems and even early death. The world's largest review of more than 10 million people has found consistent evidence showing that higher exposure to processed foods is associated with an increased risk of cancer, major heart and lung conditions, depression and anxiety. Dr Melissa Lane is a post-doctorate research fellow at Deakin University and she led the study. Uh, Dr Lane, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. What sort of food are we talking about when we say ultra-processed foods? Give me some examples. It's a good question. When we talk about ultra-processed foods, they do, um, of course, include typical junk and fast foods, um, things like fizzy drinks and ready-to-heat and ready-to-eat uh, pasta dishes. But people might be surprised to know that they include, they also include um, items like flavoured yogurts and milks, several uh, plant-based alternatives and some uh, breakfast cereals. So what impacts are processed foods having on our health? Um, so, as you mentioned uh, in the introduction, we know that there is particularly strong evidence for a link between these foods and cardiometabolic outcomes, particularly uh, type 2 diabetes and obesity, as well as common mental disorders, depression and anxiety, um, and early death. So, the early death relates to heart disease um, and cardiovascular disease-related death. Okay, so how much processed foods are Australians actually eating? So we know that ultra-processed foods contribute around uh, 42% to total energy intake per day. Um, And that's pretty well in line with what we see in the UK and the US, um, where ultra-processed foods make up around half of uh, total intake. So it's comparable, like it's it's a big Western country kind of phenomenon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And and actually, most of the research to date has been conducted in high-income countries like Canada, Australia, the UK and the US. Um, But there is some evidence uh, from other parts of high-income countries like um, Italy and France. They tend to have lower amounts, but still see uh, trends in in the same direction in terms of health outcomes. And processed food. Just talk me through um, what makes it processed and the criteria, because it's surprising um, when you drill down into it. Yeah. So um, the formal definition is that ultra-processed foods are industrial formulations made from industrial ingredients and intensive industrial processes. Um, So you know, tricky for people to um, pick, uh, particularly the general public, when trying to, you know, buy foods in the supermarket. But a simple and very crude rule of thumb, I think, is if you're reading an ingredients list and you're looking at ingredients that you don't necessarily recognise, particularly scientific names or alphanumeric names, then the chances are that you're probably looking at an ultra-processed food. Okay, so give me what you think is the most surprising that people have no idea that it's ultra-processed, but in fact it is. Um, probably some supermarket breads, as I mentioned before, several plant-based alternatives and flavoured yogurts. I think these are considered relatively neutral um, and, you know, they might tend to include um, beneficial nutrients like uh, certain fibres. Um 
but the you know there's a highly kind of contentious debate in this field at the moment whether or not ultra processed foods have an impact over and above their nutrient profiles because we know that a big proportion of ultra processed foods do tend to contain high amounts of salt, sugar and fat. And these are clearly nutrients of concern that we want to limit. Um, But there is also emerging evidence suggesting that there is an impact of these foods over and above the nutrient profile. We know the problem. You've articulated it really clearly. So what solutions do you propose? Yeah, so... um, I'll just note that our paper wasn't a a policy paper, um, but we did report and we did recommend that the evidence is sufficient um, to warrant action from government bodies and funding bodies in terms of um, uh, uh, more research into the mechanisms, so how ultra-processed foods are actually impacting our health. That will really strengthen the evidence, but we also have enough evidence to take action today and Some of the the key policy recommendations around ultra-processed foods are really related to food systems issues, Um, so uh, marketing restrictions and front-of-packet warning labels, um, as well as fiscal measures to make minimally and unprocessed as well as freshly made meals much more widely available. Um, We also know that education uh, will be really important, particularly through dietary guidelines, um, and that's relevant uh, particularly for Australia at the moment given that our dietary guidelines are currently under review. Um, And we really need these foods taken out of schools and and hospitals. So, um, yeah, some of the key policy recommendations that uh, have been proposed. It's quite something, isn't it, that they're in hospitals too? (laughs) Yes, I mean, indeed. You can't miss the sort of irony there. Um, uh, what a cycle. Is there a safe amount of junk food to consume? I mean, people do like this stuff, right? Is there? How do you manage it? Yeah, it's that's a really good question. And again, we didn't look at um, or we didn't provide recommendations on uh, certain intakes or, or cutoffs of certain intakes, particularly because it, it likely depends on the outcome that you're looking at and the population that you're studying. Um, so we recommend, you know, total or an overall reduction in the consumption of ultra-processed food. Um, some, again, policy recommendations recommend less than 10% of your energy should be coming from ultra-processed foods, um, and that's in line with the World Health Organization's recommendations on um, food items, drink items like sugar-sweetened beverages and, and added sugar. Dr Lane, uh, thank you so much uh, for this incredible piece of research, but talking to us too today. Really appreciate it. No worries. Thank you for having me. Dr Melissa Lane, who's a postdoctoral research fellow at Deakin University, and this is ABC RN Breakfast. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.